Texas, Texas longest running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, the fan. Welcome, boys and girls. Time once again for Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor. You're on the fan 107.9. Now I know what Spielberg looked like in the in the middle of uh, directing uh, one of his classic films. Yes. That was you right there. Well, I, I think with my hairline, I'm more Ron Howard. But still, I was trying to get the camera right. We've... we've uh, Techwitch, uh, sports girl, uh, the one and only Don Parker, is out of Facebook jail, so we can use the company phone again. She's free. So is it sixty days or thirty? What'd she get? I think she got the whole the 60. whole sixty. Yeah, it was bad stuff. She's posting. Yeah. So I don't know what. But She's a woman of questionable character, anyway. So there's that. Facebook it, people should have known this. But either way, I was trying to get the uh, the uh, Facebook broadcast up back to where it needs to be. And uh, with the nice new phone that the company owns, not really? our own personal no, phone. No, not our so, piece of crap phones, no. So I was trying to get that up, and so, uh, yeah. So uh, we're, we're limited to the single camera phones. Yeah, They've yeah. got the, uh, the what, three camera phones? Yeah. Whatever so, it is. Fallon, if, if you can see us, just, <laughs> Fallon, just post yes. Just shake your Fallon head. Turns, just shake your head, there, Fallon. <laughs> yeah, you know, I see you. Fallon's on, and so if if you can see us there, Fallon, just put yes, and if you can hear us, put yes. Oh, here. If you can see it and hear us, put yes, yes. We've got to do both? Yes. This is getting too complicated it now. It is, but uh, we're just trying to get it right. We're trying to use the equipment in the proper way. we got the, the new equipment, which means I had to rig up a chair, and I don't know if that's going to even stay. But It won't. I, I wish people I, could see that. I side think I had the phone upside down. Was where I started. I, I should have gone with the camera up instead of down. Uh, see, I like a different view from what you like. Yes. I like the sponsor <laughs> in there. You like you in there. Well, yeah. And so I like to have the sponsor. Well, I understand. Walter in the picture, and uh, and I'm sure they have the same opinion. You. Yes. They want more of them and less yes. of us. But well, you, I want. It's like great taste, less filling. I want more of me and less of that. And Fallon responds, yes, yes, yes. both. So well, there thank you, go. you, Fallon, for giving us what is basically a mic check and a camera check. A thumb up. So we appreciate it. Oh, wait. Our, I just, ouch. Uh, that's funny there. You got Dak jokes, say. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't have Dak is that an Aggie joke? This oh, week, no. <laughs> no. it's cow- hard to say. Cowboy fans are used to it. Yes. Aggie fans oh, are a little salty about they're that kind salty, of They're but they're used to it. They're used to that loss? Well, they're used to being made fun of. Well, yeah. For me, there's a whole line of jokes just making oh, fun really? of the Aggies. Oh, are there? Yeah, so, what? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say, I think they're used to being mocked occasionally. So you're, just, I didn't know if you were mocking Dak or the poor Ags. No, not the Ags. Did uh, you see the, the yell leader? 
Yeah, they said the terrible things about yes. App State. Yeah, you I'm, on, I'm on TikTok the other day, and, and some TikTokian from App State, I guess. TikTokian? It's probably what they're supposed to be called now. The TikTokian or TikToker. TikTokian sounds more... Got some more beef to it than a uh. TikToker. Anyway, they're an App State alum who posted the entire video from the Yell Leader and then, of course, reacted with horror and disdain about the mocking they were getting from a team they had uh, just hours later smacked in the mouth and knocked off the uh, well, pedestal. The, the worst t- part took 1.6 off of them and smacked them around. But That's actually that's, not the worst part. No, it made is. plenty of money on that afternoon. It wasn't like, oh, my God, we lost at 1.6 million. They made plenty in season ticket sales, et cetera, to get the, one of those filler games in there. That's fine. The fact they mocked them being stupid and hillbillies and all that crap and then got it handed to them, that to me is even better. Either way, anyone could be guilty. I'm not big on that whole yell-eating thing in that frame of mind. I don't think – if you're A&M, you don't need to do that. You've got your own Thank you. proud whooping going on. Thank you. And just whoop and do your hand signs and. Do we need to hype? Even I, you can saw your horns if that's what floats your boat or whatever. But that I get. That's on an equal level. Yeah. yeah. That's an equal. You, yeah. you don't mock the little yeah. guy that's coming to your school. No, horn song is like horns down. It's just if you it's feel fine. if you're so preoccupied with us, that's what you do. Fine, but I, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the whole. I'm mocking this little school yeah, coming over here to end. get a check, really. Yeah. Give us, hopefully, a, a half of a game so our guys can get some time in before they start, you know, actual conference play. And then you're going to mock them? Yeah, because it's more of a socioeconomic mocking. It's just and that, the like haves or the have-nots. If I, if I, I agree. I, but, you know, some things happen down there occasionally. I just shake my head about that. If I'd have seen that beforehand, when we make picks of righteousness – and see, I don't know that I can, and and, and I'm a. We like John King. Haynes King is a great kid. Yeah, we're for Haynes King. But now, after after watching that display, I'm gonna have a hard time being righteous tomorrow, making a pick for the eggs. And I like I like Haynes King. Well, help that they're playing the U. Not really, because as a Longhorn fan, as much as I occasionally have some disdain for the Ags. Uh, having watched the Cotton Bowl years ago, oh, I get it. I'm, you know, forty-five to nothing doesn't even seem bad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that big a deal? Yeah, that was a time that was a bad tell. Well, sure it was. They don't hang sixty. Oh, okay, we got out of here all right. Whatever. So. No, it uh, it won't affect my righteousness at all. All right, I'm going to be. I'm, I've always liked the you though. I've always been a Miami guy. You like the swag? I like the swag. So uh, you were probably going to go with him anyway. Well, no, because if, if righteousness, I like Haynes King. But now, now I'm, to- I'm probably not. Yes. Now I'm feeling like you did that. Well, I think the- Karma, Karma jumped up and bit him right now. I know. Should you get another smack and just to humble you down a little bit? Out of the top 25 <laughs> for that. Out of the top twenty five. You don't have to hate them that much. I'm not hating them. I just I That's think hate. That, That's I, Aggie it's hate. classless. 
That's what it was. Well, it was classless. It's one person who may not represent the view. He's the yell leader. He represents uh, the view. I mean, He's think yelling. about it. Think about it. They've had people like Rick Perry as a yell leader. And I make my point again. <laughs> You're making it for me. There you go. At least W was a yell leader at Yale. Which is confusing when you say you're a yell leader at Yale. Yale, yeah. Well, yeah and then you go to become president. Whatever. So, but either way, uh, I think karma already took care of that. I don't think it took care of it. I think it smacked him. I think there's more. There needs to be more. See, karma needs to get ahead. You just want to pile just, on. Yeah. See, Sunday night the preacher yeah. preached about forgiveness. So I'm I'm in a forgiving mood. What's there to forgive? That the young man said some things that he now probably regrets. Did you see your your Bronco football coach at his presser yesterday? Oh, yeah. We need forgiveness. We need more forgiveness. Today comes the story. Russell was – they had a play ready. They had a fourth down play ready to go. But he also said they had a mark, and he'd gotten to his mark. That – I told you that they have all that before the game. I'm telling you. I'm not. When I'm not, we went back, I, I talked. I looked at it afterward. After we got, because so I'm like, how many kicks have there been? Two. Yeah. In the history of the NFL, he had his yardage mark. That's not that. This is where we can attempt a field goal from. Yeah, where we can attempt, not a yeah. good attempt. Well, they're all attempts, Chuck, until they go through the. And the, the closer uprights, you get to those uprights, the better the chance is. Yes. You're at the farthest away but that he kicked it. He came out, said, I made a mistake, and basically asked for forgiveness. No, and we as a, I'm good a, with that. a sports talk world ought to forgive him and move on. And I'm good with that. And I, we I need to that. forgive the Ags yell leader and not, move no, on. No, not really. Not really. Not really. Because I'm sure. What, some upper-class well-to-do that needed to learn a lesson that hopefully he yes. learned this lesson. No, next week's the lesson. No. La- last week's the embarrassment. This week's the this, you're out of the top this 25. This week he's embarrassed. Well, good. He feels terrible. I doubt it. Oh, yeah, because he, in the back uh, of his mind he's like, gosh, did I have anything to do with it? Did I my doubt bad that. karma? Really? You think the, he did that? I, I think – Yes, I'm hoping no. the young man is contrite and will learn from this. And I want to see this week's yells. I want somebody filming and send me this week's Aggie yell yeah. leader. I want to see if they're out there making the whole. It's about the U. Yes. And it's from down there. Yeah. A little borderline racist. <laughs> just a little borderline racist. I'm just saying. I'm. It, a, will the same guy be leading this week? B, will he be contrite? Will he stay on topic about football and not I off think you topic need to about? Forgive the Aggie yelling. Cochran's watching. Cochran, do you think Cochran. we. Now, he's an Aggie. Sure, he is. Don't you think we need to forgive the Aggie yell later if he said something in poor taste about App State? He said insult, not poor taste. It's not like your football team sucks. He's, it's not like you can't be. About the people yes, that therein lies the problem, but that's a stereotype that unfortunately exists about the Appalachian. Okay, okay. So what's the stereotype going to be about the U? I, I had a textbook years ago that described a uh, a guy. I think it was a survey or something visiting the Appalachia area. Yeah, and and about I don't know 
1690 or whatever. 1690? Yeah. And he said, these people here are hoggish. They smell <laughs> of swine. And I, I believe they have begun to speak as swine. I trouble to understand. You, I, you don't remember that textbook? It was in like the the first page of the textbook we used to use in U.S. history. And this guy's uh, visiting that commission and he's saying, yes. And he's writing back saying, these people... Is that the Frenchman? These people dine on so much pig, they have begun to smell like swine and sound as such. Hoggish in their vocabulary. And he would later become an Aggie <laughs> yell leader. Is that what you're telling me? I'm just saying... The first Aggie I'm yell leader. saying, when you put stuff like that in textbooks... Yeah then these stereotypes tend to continue on. Okay. It's not A, 1690. It's not B, 1890. We're even past 1990. And that's where we made a mistake right there. What's that? Because I told the child brother, why did we ever leave the 90s? We were having such a good time. 90s were a party. Why, why did we leave the 90s? You know, why don't you used to have a song called The 90s or the 60s Turned Upside Down? And they were. Why did we ever decide to leave the 90s? We should have just stayed there. If I could time travel now, I wouldn't go back to Sir Francis Drake. Who would? I'm going to the 90s. Who, <laughs> Who references Sir Francis Drake? As my go-back-to era. Was well, a man who enjoys uh, being out on the water yeah, on a ship. Uh, an occasional rum. <laughs> so Francis Drake was a pretty good scene. Oh. When they were to a party. <laughs> Drake's brother. <laughs> I'm looking for men to buy. I can't even. It was our first Sir Francis Drake reference in 20 years doing this. Oh, I'm sure. Right? No, there's not been another. Isn't he the one guy in history you'd want to be? No. If you could be anybody. One guy. No. If you could be one guy in history who'd Sir Francis. No, not Francis Drake. Who? I don't know. I don't know. I think John Glenn was kind of cool. Okay. Uh, maybe John Glenn. All right. And maybe he's a 20th century version of Sir Francis Drake. Maybe no. it's the same thing. In the right stuff. Even if Sir, though. In the right stuff. Now, I think I'd rather be Shepard. Alan well, Shepard. I'm going to be an astronaut. He's like more of a good time. Yeah, Glenn was a little uptight <laughs> later on. That Senate <laughs> thing. Even yeah. in the right stuff. We're taking a break. We're coming right back. Maybe other explorers that may uh, <laughs> tickle your fancy. Be back in a minute. Leave in the yard. Zach and the professor. Nineteen after five o'clock. Leave in the yard. Zach and the professor. You're on the fan 1079. Tomorrow night, picks of righteousness. Got that to look forward to. You darn right. You got a huge uh, high school football. Slate of games, although Arkansas High is on the bye week this week. Hey, by the way, uh, while we're on high school, uh, great article ESPN.com today. It's kind of if you if you bought Texas football this year, they had the cover story on uh, Joey McGuire yeah. and Jeff Trailer. Well, um, ESPN.com today 
something Wilson. It's is it Dave Wilson that writes for them. Uh, there's so many guys. There's no telling yeah, anymore. But uh, has an article on the two of them today, and uh, the guy they quote the most in it is uh, the departing head of the Texas High School Coaches Association, John King. Right. And so John King talks about both Jeff and Joey and, and what it means to the other coaches in the state for their success and what it means that someone, as, as King says, someone took a chance on them and early returns are good and that people feel like, you know, they both got a chance to be successful. And that hasn't always been the case with guys. Dennis Parker years ago from Marshall flamed out at North Texas. Corky Nelson at North Texas had similar luck uh, of not being successful. And so here are two guys. Uh, Trailers already had some oh, yeah. real success. Yeah. And McGuire uh, has won a couple of ball games now early. Now he's going into North Carolina State this weekend with a backup quarterback, and that may be problematic because State's, what, 13 or so? In Something like that. Polls this week. But, but didn't uh, have a great opening no, game no, themselves. No. They didn't play great. So, uh, Should have lost East Carolina. Either way, it's a good article based on two guys who not only came up to the race, and they both had the same opportunity. When Charlie Strong came to Texas, he was going to hire a high school coach. Right. And the finalists were McGuire and Jeff Trailer. And uh, McGuire had a daughter who's a junior and a son who's a about to be a senior and he turned it down right and uh trailer said to his son i'm going (laughs) (laughs) and so she trailer me the film of your game (laughs) trailer laughingly says joey just loves his children more than (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) he tells his son all the time you know joey just loves his son more than than i love you but either way uh, that was the dilemma that many of these guys get in. Uh, you and I have talked to Barry Norton about something very similar. Barry had an opportunity, and his son was getting to the yep. age where he was going to get to play. And, yep. uh, and so not only is it tough, you've got that decision, that family decision, because once you take on a college job, family really, it's a different ball game. Well, you're – you're adding the component of having to recruit. Yeah. That wasn't part of the game yes. plan before. More coaches. It, you may not be the athletic director anymore, so you actually took that off your plate yeah, for a lot of these guys. Yeah, both know but not, that most athletic directors have a really good athletic well, secretary sure. that handles yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of their problems. But 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 they're, they have to be visible at everything. Yes. So a lot of time is yeah, there being glad visible. Handing, that's what... But but recruiting's a new component for high school coaches. They've been on the the other side of it. They've had the and when I think I think at good programs where you've had those coaches come in, not because you have that one kid who shows up who's generational and like oh my god, but you every year, you've got these coaches coming to you every year. You're talking to them every year. You're trying to sell them on some kids you've got. You know what they're kind of looking for. I, I think having guys like Trailer and McGuire who have been on that other side of it gives them the view of here's who i trust here's coaches i've talked to i trust who've done my kids right here's how they're perceived for the coaches who don't and i don't want to be that guy i think there's a a a big difference they approach that next part of the job 
that guys who may have always been at college approach it. Like they've been a grad assistant. Mm. They've been to this now. They've never been at the high school level dealing with, I'm trying to protect my kid here and find the best fit for him. You're on the other side just trying to find a kid you can plug in and maybe get on the field or maybe not. Well, and another thing is you got guys who are walking away from 100 to 150 a year, and while they're probably minimum doubling or tripling their salaries, depending on how high up the food chain they get right out of high school onto a college staff, that's still, you're walking away from something that pays well, yeah. that you're kind of the guy around your town. And in those two guys' cases, they'd both won three straight championships. And if you've won three state championships, you're kind of the king of the community. No question. And you're leaving that behind, and you're leaving probably 150 behind. Oh, easy. And as you said, you do have that athletic secretary. You do have people. And you're going back to being the guy that when you're going to be 40-something and you're competing with a bunch of 30-somethings on the recruiting trail, that's different. Sure it is. Yeah. But but the 150, if, if, if that's been the goal all along, is you want to get to the college ranks because the payday is exponentially larger. Now, it may not be exponentially larger at UTSA, at least, I, don't, I mean, it is. It is now. He's got the $28 million guaranteed contract. Right. But it wasn't when he got that job. He's made himself valuable yes. enough for that yeah, to be a contract. He probably took that job for 600 a year or something like that. Which, I mean, is great. Yeah. But four times but is not when he took, 40 times. When he took the job at Texas, I imagine it was 250, 275. Right. And when he went to Arkansas, it was probably 350 or whatever for Jeff Trailer. For Joey, when he did go to Texas eventually, uh, you know, it was a different deal. Right. The beauty of being those guys is if it doesn't work out, as soon as there's a high school job open and there are 50 yes. of them in the state every they'll year, pay, they'll yeah. pay you to come there. Yeah. I mean, that's the and that's what Chad Morris found out. Yeah, you're not really he rolling fell the dice. Back down, when Chad fell back down. And I still consider Chad a very successful college coach. I know the folks in Arkansas don't, but when you look, he wears a national championship ring as a defensive coordinator at Clemson. I mean, offensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, I think uh, he made over a million dollars probably five or six years. Oh, yeah. I think you that have to. That doesn't mean to. you're a successful head coach, and therein lies the problem. Some of these guys are great assistants, coordinators, whatever, and the head thing is just not – it's never worked. Other guys – like Jeff Trailer to me, has been – he's run the whole gamut. He's run the whole, what was he, tight end coach at Texas? Yeah, something like Moved that. his way up to Arkansas, moved up up the food but chain still, there. I don't know if yet, even though he will eventually surpass Chad, I, I don't think you can poo-poo the earnings oh, as not. a symbol of success. Oh, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing the earnings. I'm, I'm poo-pooing. Uh, if you're an Arkansas fan, you're looking at for results. We didn't get results, and so he's a failed college coach. Yeah, no, so got he left on campus have been successful he, he was a not successful head coach yeah. at that place at time jeff trailer I, I would hire jeff trailer at any job at this stage well, his his is very high right now yeah his profile his the way he's viewed right now is very high and you mentioned the key for nebraska the other day yeah. he's in texas yeah and he knows everybody in texas yeah. 
And if you're a school that hasn't had a fertile recruiting ground in Texas, he's the he's the door opener. Yeah. He's a game changer for a program that has everything going, yeah. but you may be just missing some of those skill position guys. That's some of that I, extra speed you don't have wherever you I are. I thought Sam was so uh, smart bringing in Kendall. When yeah. his, his star was not, you know, just supersonic on the way up. He'd had some success, but he also had some tarnish on him because of his association with his dad. And, you know, Kendall spent a lot of time on high school campuses. People accused him of being on high school campuses too much and, you know, playing fast and loose with the rules and things like that. I know. That's where you're going to find talent. But it's it helps. You don't have players, you don't win games. I agree. Oh, well. We'll take a break. It's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan, 107.9. We just just mentioned high school football. Off we went on that Let's little Let's go rant. back and visit high school some more. All right. Local high school. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll try to do that when we come back. Listen to leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan, 107.9. Number, by the way, is 903-735-9905. It's the Sonic Hotline. We'll come back in a minute. In Florida, public officials asked residents to pray during a crime spree. Critics demanded that the officials backtrack because they were offended. But there's no law that gives us the right not to be offended. Our Constitution was created after a prayer meeting. We have a National Day of Prayer, and our leaders have prayed since our founding. If people are offended by a prayer, maybe they should listen to something else until it's over. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. And the fan. Six minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. All right, boss, you want to go back to high school? Well, yes, because are you as intrigued by uh, Atlanta and LA this year as I am? Yes, I told you that last week. I'm just very intrigued by that. I was reserved last week. Well, there's about their matchups last week on all right. Well, LA had a Mount Pleasant team that was again another, you know. Up in weight class kind of game. Said I. Everything I read on that game, the score really wasn't indicative of how LLE had a chance early on to put them away. Right. Shot themselves in the foot quite a bit. Uh, kept that game closer than it should have been. Is that is that the read you got yeah. on that game? Yeah, yeah. They were the better team, and there wasn't yeah. any question. That's kind of what I came away with that way. Now Atlanta last week, what did they do? Oh, they won again. Yeah. I, I got to look at what the score. I don't remember the so score. It's, so you got two three and O teams. Yeah, that prizing to me one of the better rivalries in the area. Oh, I agree. I, I think Atlanta and L.A. Uh, their proximity. I know Queen City sits between them, but uh, that, that's I think neither here nor there. I, I think Atlanta L.A. because. They both put emphasis on football. They both put emphasis on track, and they've both been both historically. Yeah, there's a lot of similarity. Yeah. Lots of similarity. Same yeah. kind of kids are basically on the field. Athletic, fast, yeah. you know, not inner city type kids. Yeah. Or the out- 
rural yeah, kind of I kids. Yeah, LA's kind of a rural area in comparison to some parts of Texarkana. Yeah, I, I think it's a great match. I mean, yes, the uh, the Rabbits beat New Boston. Yeah. So, and I don't think either one of them has been. I know you're higher on Henderson than I am, but uh, I don't think either one of them has been severely challenged. But they've taken care of obstacles early, and have won ball games and find themselves at three and zero. And what I think is a very big ball game this week for both of them to find out who are they? Are they contenders? Are they pretenders? I think this week will tell us a lot about both schools. I think this is a. I think this is a tougher game for Liberty Ilo. I think getting up for new for for Mount Pleasant last week after again a Paris game the week before that a Henderson game the week before that. This is already a pretty good LE team. We knew they had receivers. We knew they had a couple of quarterbacks. We, we you know we saw them a little bit when they scrimmaged. And so we've had three weeks in a row of. I, I, now you and I will disagree maybe about argue, fighting up with bigger teams that the expectation is a little bit better. Atlanta's three wins have been Elysian Fields, Redwater, yes. and New Boston. Now, I, th- I think those have been huge games for Tyler Morton getting kids yes, in the Atlanta believing they're good again. Now, I, I don't know that any of the three of them are going to have winning records at the end of the year. I may be wrong, but I, I would think that it would be a Two teams will have winning records at the end of the year. We suspect they will, but we don't know about these two teams because they, they've got probably their tougher games ahead of them. No question. And this is one of them. Yeah. And so I, in my mind, this is a – if I'm Tyler, I'm selling this as this is our challenge game. We've won three games, but those games were against teams that we historically beat up on anyway. Yes. We hadn't in the past, maybe, but these well, are three that was an aberration. And, and so this is our measuring stick of where we are. I don't think Ellie looks at this as a measuring stick of where they are. I think uh, last week's is... game was. I think you playing up on a, a 5A, that's a measure I of where agree. we are. measuring stick, but from just good old-fashioned, this is a rival, and we want to win this game. We know they want to win this game. Sure. I think this one is – you get more excited about this game any game you played all year for your LA. Say I don't. I disagree. I, I I think if they were at the same if they were if they were both four A I'd agree a hundred percent. I think there's a little luster off of that because Atlanta's dropped down and I'm not so sure. I think Atlanta if Atlanta can win this game Friday in my mind this is a real boost to. Sure. Not just can we are we a winning football team? Can we finish five hundred? I think this is such a confidence boost that team may very easily shoot themselves into the playoffs based on what they can do this week if they can ride a wave yeah. and keep going. Well, you but, would think if they come out with a uh, a good solid win, not a fluke win, right? No, a, a they, win. They enter into district confident. And I also am going to do this, and no, no coaches ever like to say, you know, sometimes we need a loss just because. Well, Ellie's won three games against bigger schools, and it's easy to get a little bit, of, you know, full of yourself. Yes. Look what we've done. And I don't know that if, you know, Dawoski, I'm sure, wants to go 10-0. and 0, Who doesn't? But I don't know that it wouldn't be a benefit for Liberty Ilo. 
to not win this game mm-hmm. against Atlanta I, I think, as a way to refocus kids of districts coming and this is where we need to be. I We're not there yet. If you're Dawaski, you won't win. To oh, no build question. Confidence. Oh, I agree that. And you want to keep learning to win and how to win. And that's something when you've had a period of downtime like Ellie's had, you need to learn how to win. So a win this week is bigger for whom? Boy, that's, that's tough call. Uh, I think for LA to go 4-0 would be huge. Uh, to beat the rivals, huge. But at the same time, I certainly get the gist of what you're saying about Atlanta. This is a weight class up, but it's still LA versus Atlanta. I, I still think at the end of the day, these two, are it's LA versus Atlanta. I'm looking at it as an observer saying, I legitimize Atlanta if they win this game. Otherwise... Sure. They beat three teams. I'm not so sure is that big a deal. Yeah. And I don't want to say it that way. I'm going to downplay Redwater New Boston. There are, there are guys too. But I just don't know that that matters that much looking at those three wins if you get hammered by LE this week. We yeah. saw it from Redwater last season. 3-0 and out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. Everybody's riding high. The ne- Didn't really beat anybody major last year the first three games. Got their winning streak ended and then – we're in trouble the rest of the year. That's why I think it's bigger for Atlanta. Well, in high school, uh, I need to uh, correct something. I, I misspoke this morning. That's I, never happened. Well, Wait no, a it happens all the time. Uh, no, I, I mean, you're correct. I refer – yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> well, I was inspired by the Denver coach. And so uh, – oh, wow. Um, you know that Hackett yeah. that's in Denver. Um, I misspoke today. I said it's Texas High homecoming this week. Next week. See, I thought when you named the princesses and uh, <laughs> then uh, I scheduled a game against uh, Tyler Legacy this year, <laughs> I took circumstantial evidence and projected it out and made this homecoming because, you know, last week they chose their court. Yeah. And we saw Tyler Legacy, who scheduled Longview for homecoming. <laughs> I want to know who is responsible for that. I'm wondering if the the head coach down at Legacy and and coaches found that person. Coaches are scheduling homecoming earlier, very much earlier. So I thought this has to be homecoming. But silly me, you named the princesses. I guess two weeks in advance now was that a, give more more time to get a dress or oh yeah why do you why Nails, do you name it so hair, we gotta do all that okay we gotta do all that i thought you always did it the week before uh, we did, yeah that's the old school there's a lot of stuff goes into being on a court uh, i guess you don't even know i did not there's understand. a bunch it goes to being on a court. i thought a week ahead of time you oh named the court. no 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 you used to do that's old i think now at two weeks you could actually hire campaign advisors and they will yeah yes I, they will i think i saw kelly conway here this week really and, is that who uh, that was yeah and so uh don't be surprised well, if, that was kelly uh, ripa but either way if uh we hear out of uh THS, they're going to build a wall around the school. Why? A whole wall? How yeah. about just a fence? I would campaign on just that. Fence. <laughs> I'd bring Kelly to town, and if I was one of the people in the court, I'd campaign on, let's build, build a, wall a wall around the around school. Around the school. It's, yeah. it's a novel idea. I think so. It's, it's a, an idea whose time has come. You, you go back to legacy for a second. Texas High is going to get legacy this week. 
and I don't I don't know if you if you're if you're casual fans and don't follow it a whole lot. What we saw from Legacy last week, you know, ma- makes me question a lot of things down in Tyler. This is they they at home homecoming never crossed the fifty yard line against Longview. Yeah. That's just I, I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. They offense and two first downs. One of them was a penalty. Their offense was anemic. Now they scheduled the wrong year. Last year they actually had two very good running backs. One of them who's waiting his turn in in uh, Alabama right now. One of them who's over at Texas Tech. They had two legit D one running backs. They do not have legit college running backs at any level right now. And if you're the Tigers, it may not be homecoming, but it's going to be a beating like it's homecoming. And for Legacy, they probably need a week off from homecoming. They don't need back-to-back homecoming games. Let me just ask this. Would you say that the 50-yard line is akin to uh, second base in baseball? We're talking about baseball, or are we talking about... I'm just saying, is is the 50-yard line, because the second base in baseball is halfway, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You dads of daughters down there at Tyler Lee, I don't think you had anything to worry about the other night. (laughs) That team couldn't get past second base. (laughs) Well, they didn't get to second base, actually. So it was really safe, perfectly honest. Oh, my God. Uh, It's almost painful. It was was really one of those games was long and it seemed like it was never going to end and there were lots of touchdowns but it was like somebody you know broke into your yard and had a party in your yard while you're in the house watching it like man and you can't really go to the party in your yard like they broke in and there's a party going on but yeah that's That's a great analogy it was terrible at a party yeah at uh legacy's homecoming ugh Horrific. So Texas High, uh, get ready for there'll be a lot of scoring this week. Yeah. The Texas High dads, it's a different ball game for you. <laughs> they can't score at Legacy. They'll be able to score if you're wearing orange and white yeah. or black and orange or whatever they're wearing this week. What are the scheme is this week? Yep. All right, we'll take a break. <clears throat> Fourteen minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. We'll take the uh, last time out. Come back for segment number four next. Here on the fan, 107.9. Eight minutes until uh, 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. By the way, Kirk and Company tomorrow, the Thursday version. We'll probably talk some more about L.E. in Atlanta. Chop will be in here. and We may even uh, give him a chance to uh, prop up his Cowboys. They, they need someone in their oh. corner. They need someone who is going to uh, reinvigorate the fan base. And that's who who Chop is. How about a bad look for Micah Parsons this week? What do you mean a bad look? It just felt like this social media postings about Leonard Fournette and getting chip blocked that he didn't like. 
and you make that a social media thing? Well, he and Von Miller both were a part of that. It wasn't Micah by himself. Von Miller weighed in on that. Von Miller can say more. He's a veteran. He's been around the league almost, was he, almost 10 years now? But there's very similar talents, don't you well, think? I'm not disagreeing their with that. Their game is predicated on what? I'm not disagreeing with any of that. What, what's I'm, their game predicated on? pass rushers. Speed. They're speed guys. Yes, speed. They're, they're pass rushing speed. And That's fine. You know you're one ACL injury away from being human. No question. And when people are messing with your livelihood, you have to to try to do what you can simply telling the official he's cutting me doesn't do it you've got to change the mindset of the way the game is played Fournette didn't cut him no but the way he could have and the the block angle and all was such that it put him at risk and that's what he's pointing out that these guys at times in these double teams you're putting guys careers at risk and that's what that's about. Well, how do you stop speed rusher, rushers if you don't chip them with backs coming out of the backfield? Isn't that part of the plan of how I, I stop I, Micah Parsons? I get that, but if you're working down on him... But he wasn't. I know, but he's saying he's coming from an angle, and it's one thing if you're lining up right on him. But didn't he come from outside on him? That's what I, I mean, thought. It was ve- he, he wasn't way outside. You know, he came out of the backfield and chipped him. These guys are basically quasi-running backs and H-backs now. Sure they are. But to me, that's different from a tight end. I consider a chip block when the tight end and the tackler are next to each other and the tight end slides that shoulder up in there and then goes out on his pass right. route. That's what I consider okay. a chip and, block. And I think Fournette was, in effect, doing the same thing, only with not standing one step hitting, he was coming out of the backfield. He had Parsons had engaged pass Parsons had engaged with the left tackle, had separated a little bit yeah. from him, got hit by Fournette, yeah. and, See, and Fournette and, knocked him back. And this is a gray and area Fournette's here. Different. No, I get it. He's a big boy. But this is a gray area because we don't let you – if Fournette had been from outside the tackle box – it's it's an illegal play. Right. But because he's coming from the backfield. That's right. So I don't really think the term chip block applies here. I he think, didn't lock up and engage. He I, hit I as agree. he's going by. Yeah. But he's basically in a defenseless state. He's yeah. a pass rusher at that well, point. Well, you know, pass rushers hit quarterbacks in defenseless states. Very little. They're, they're not allowed to. When I'm – when my back's turned and you're hitting me from behind that. and Parsons was lining but, on the blind side the second half of that game. That, can they drive them down? Can they drive them down? Yeah. You're not supposed to land on no, top of yeah. them, no. So that day is really gone. When you sit there and say they hit a guy blindsided, to me, but they, they have to gently wrap them up. and Gently bring, wrap yes. them up? You wouldn't tell me that... If I was to ask Deacon Jones or somebody from his era, what do you have to do now when you're pass rushing? They would say, you have to embrace them. and gently. You don't think those guys would tell us that? Well, sure they would, but they're not <laughs> gently wrapping them up. It may be, Compared to what well, it used to be, yes. Okay, fine. Deacon Jones may say it's a gentle wrap-up. Ask the guy that just got hit but it's a gentle wrap-up. 
we're doing so many things in this game now to protect people and extend people's careers sure and lives. And I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm saying it was a bad look by Micah Parsons to take this thing to social Would media. Would we be talking about it had he not? Would we be talking about it? Yeah. I think I think we would be talking about it if Fournette's hit had caused damage to Parsons. Yes. We would be talking no, about it at that but stage. But until it does, isn't it terrible that that's what we have to do to change rules? I didn't think Fournette did anything that was illegal but, or even questionable. The, the Brady rule, not the Tuck rule, the Brady rule yeah. about hitting quarterback below well, the legs. Yeah. If we had fixed that before, Tom not, not had to miss a season. Would you agree with that? Sure. Yeah. I think that's what Parsons is trying to do here. He's trying to bring in a subject that you've got a defenseless player at a time when we don't let you hit defenseless players anymore. And the only difference is he's coming out of the backfield instead of outside the tackle box. And Von Miller said, yeah, I agree with you. I get that too. Yeah. But it's not a chip block in my opinion. Parsons called it out not to the league, not to the yeah, officials. to the public. He called it out to Fournette. Yeah. The term he used for Fournette felt misplaced and certainly wasn't a – shouldn't have been a – you got that issue? Yeah. Well, the game ended. You can go up to the guy mm-hmm. or talk to him after him at the locker room, whatever. You got to go social media and throw that out? That's what they do now, Chuck. I don't care. It's that's a bad, what they do. I, I started, it's a bad look for Micah Parsons uh, this week. But that's what they all do now. All right, we're back tomorrow. Done for today. Come back and talk. Uh, we got Mountain West to talk about tomorrow. Commissioner's about to hang it up. It's an interesting thing. And we'll do uh, Picks of Righteousness. That's tomorrow here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. 1974 Texas High Class Vice President, former TISD School Board President, and longtime partner at Offenhauser Insurance. Texas High and Offenhauser.